Hey, this is Andre Butler, pastor of Faith Experience Church. You're listening to the Faith Experience Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We hope that this message helps you engage your faith and experience the future God has for you. So we're just coming out of our 21 days of prayer. How many of you all enjoyed the 21 days of prayer? Man, it was truly a life-changing experience. I, you know, we saw prayers being answered. We saw people's lives being changed. And it was just a truly incredible experience. However, there may be some people out here that feel like even though we're coming off the 21 days of prayer, I still have needs. I still have desires. I'm still waiting for God to answer my prayers. Has God forgotten about me? See, the thing that Pastor Andre, he stresses about not only in the 21 days of prayer, but also with this church, is just to take your next steps in God. This is your next steps. Does that make sense? You know, he, this Christian lifestyle, you know, sometimes we, we have this, this complex where we think that, well, I'm at one place right now, but because I believe, because I pray for something, it's supposed to happen immediately. We kind of have this, you know, in this microwave society in which we live. I like to call it Amazon Prime prayers. Y'all know about Amazon Prime? It's like you pray something, you expect it to be there three days later. Well, sometimes it always doesn't work like that. You know, sometimes, you know, prayers take a little longer. But just know God's got a great plan in store for our lives. He hears our prayers. He's with you. And this is a journey. This Christian life is a journey. I talked to one of my, my brothers here this morning, Nigel. Where's Nigel at? Wave your hand at me, Nigel. I was talking to Nigel this morning. Put your hand up again. Everyone look, this is Nigel. Say, hi, Nigel. <laughs> Nigel was telling me a little bit about his story, about how, you know, some things happened to him where it knocked his faith a little bit. And, you know, all these things, the devil was throwing different attacks at him and, you know, trying to sway him. But yet, he's still standing. You know, he's still stronger than ever. And sometimes, you know, devil, the devil will try to send attacks our way. But yet, we're still standing. We're still here, right? I love it. And so this is all, this is what the Christian lifestyle is all about. You know, just taking our next steps, our next steps in Christ. And so if I had a title, if I had a title, which I, I guess I do, it would be next steps. <laughs> next steps. Thanks, Daryl. So our, our main text is found in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. A very familiar passage. And it's really a passage that I've really adapted as my life. You know, there were times in my life where it's like, it just seemed like I wasn't going anywhere. That I was just at a standstill. That nothing was happening. But yet all the while, God was still working it out. He was still working in my favor, right? And this scripture tells us to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. and He shall direct thy path. So this scripture gives us three directions and one promise. Three directions, one promise. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Direction number one. Lean not into your own understanding. God gives you direction. You don't have to figure it out. Just trust the path. Stay on the path. Number three, acknowledge him in all your ways. So God gives you a direction. You don't have to say, okay, how is this going to work? This is impossible, God. It's not for us to decide. Stay on the path. And the promise, he will direct your path. The main idea, if you don't get anything out of this message at all, the one thing I want you all to take away from this message is that our walk with Christ is a series of next steps. Our walk with Christ is a series of next steps. So I want to give you all four simple points in this walk with Christ. In taking your next steps with God. That's all this about. That's all this is about. Taking your next steps. Okay? Point number one. You should always have a next step in God. You should always have a next step in God. In Christ, I guess. So one of the worst things that you can do as a Christian is just go through life without any kind of motivation or without, any, without looking forward to anything. That seems like a boring life, right? Just going to work every day, going home, eating dinner, going to sleep, repeat. See, God has so much more for us than just that. Our lives should be exciting, Right? And if you're, if you're in a place right now where it seems like things are just at a standstill or slow, trust and believe it's not always going to be like that. It's not going to be like that. So someone may say, well, I went to church this morning or, you know, I gave my offering. You know, I put my $20 in the offering bucket. I didn't spend it on that Popeye's chicken sandwich, you know. So, so I'm going to heaven, clearly. You know, I prayed the prayer of salvation. I'm good, right? Well, yes, that's the first step, obviously. But God has so much bigger plans in store for our lives. I want us to this morning to dream again, to dream big. Right? I want us to dream big this morning. What is it that God has put on your heart? What are those things that as a kid that you drew out? What are those things that you dreamed about? Are they coming to pass? Have they come to pass yet? I want us to dream again this morning, guys. We should always have a next step in Christ. And so you may be someone who's been in church for 25 years. You've seen it all, done it all. Well, God still wants to do things in your life as well. God still wants to do things in your life as well. (laughs) So... I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this. I'm just going to say it. Gary, don't, please forgive me. But growing up in church, you know, I, I, all my life I've been in church, right? And growing up in church, indirectly we have these traumatic experiences that kind of we, that stay with us all of our lives. How many of y'all have grown up in church? All right. So I can think of one experience. I think of one experience, for example, that kind of I thought about and just kind of resonated with me all my life. So you know how during, let's say, the altar call, how the pastor sometimes will sense in his spirit, like, okay, maybe I need to extend this offer a little longer. And so then he'll go by and say, well, if 
If you're sitting next to someone to your left or your right, go ahead and offer and to bring them down with you. How many of you have heard that before, right? And so I remember one time I was sitting next to an older lady, sweet lady, but, you know, me being 16, 17 years old, I turned to her and said, excuse me, excuse me, uh, would you like to go down? And so this lady, <laughs> she turned her head almost like in a horror movie. <laughs> and so she proceeded to say, listen, young man, I've been in the church for 30 years. I've shaken the pastor's hand five times. I'm the head of the deacon board. I am good. And then she proceeded to grab her stuff and leave. Yeah. <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking that I'm just doing what the pastor says. I'm not, I didn't try to offend you. Please forgive me. I didn't, I'm not trying to offend you. I just want to do, be obedient to the pastor, right? And sometimes in this life, we think that we've accomplished everything we can in our walk with God, right? Because we've been around a long time, because we've, you know, serving on the X team and because we host a group that we've arrived. No, God still wants to do greater things to us. You should always have a next step in Christ. And no one really understood this more than the Apostle Paul. If anyone has the right to brag about anything like that, it would be the Apostle Paul. This man wrote half of the New Testament, more than half of the New Testament. So he's accomplished a lot of things in his life. Can we agree to that? But check out what he said in Philippians 3, 12 and 14. Check out what he said. And it says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ first possessed me. This is Apostle Paul saying this. He's saying that I have not reached my peak. I still have ways to go. Sir, if you have a ways to go, listen. Check out what he says in verse 13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead. Always have a next step in Christ. Verse 14. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus Christ is calling us. See, Paul knew that there's still things ahead, that God still wants to do greater in our lives. And so if you're in that position now where you say, like, okay, God, I feel stagnant. I feel stuck. I want to encourage you. In your prayer time, ask God to continue to reveal what it is his next steps are for you. He'll do it. He honors that. There's still work to be done, body. There's still work to be done, Christians. There's still work to be done, Faith Experience Church. There's still work to be done. You know, one thing, yesterday we had the privilege of going out to Wayne State. How many of y'all were out there with us? I know, it was a couple of us. Yeah, I see y'all. Glory. And so it was a freshman movement day, right? And 
One thing that we noticed was there was a lot of excitement. You know, yeah, we're going to college. Woo, I'm away from my parents, right? Is that excitement in the air. But one of the things that I want to say that's about the move-in day was even though there's excitement, there is still, I guess, there's an entire world for these college students to still see, right? And so sometimes as excited as they, and as grown as they may think they are, they don't know what is in store for them. I can tell you a story about my life, you know, my freshman year of college. I knew the guy called me to go to Bible school. And in this Bible school, you would think it was just a regular, you know, regular four-year university. It wasn't a Bible school at all. And this is the school where I was introduced at my Bible school to drinking, to partying, to all the things that you would think would be at a regular school, right? And so I eventually made the decision to leave the school. I was on, I was on the basketball team doing, you know, doing my thing, right? And yet the Lord really led me to leave the school. So when I came back from leaving the school, I just felt lost. Like, okay, God, you told me to go to Bible school. You told me to enroll in this, in this school. Maybe he didn't, but maybe, maybe that was my plan. But ultimately, I just felt lost, right? I felt like I squandered an opportunity that, you know, maybe I would never get again. And it took me a while to get out of that funk. But yet God still had a plan for my life. And maybe it took those decisions, maybe it took those experiences to get me to where I am now. I don't know. And so if you're a person in that kind of funk, if you're a person that may be going through something like that, again, God still has a future for you. God still has plans for you. Next steps. John 14, 12. For believers, going back to what I said before about, you know, feeling like there's still, I've accomplished everything, that there's nothing more for me to accomplish in Christ. This really shoots it down, right? Watch this. It tells us, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. This scripture is telling us that we're going to see signs and wonders. We're going to see dead people rise from the dead. We're going to see lame people walk again, right? I, for one, I have not seen that yet. Have you all seen that? Have you all seen it? We still got work to do. We have some work to do, right? And pastor is constantly praying for signs and wonders to happen in our services, in our experiences. And I'm believing that they're going to happen. Can you all agree with me? It's going to happen, right? You should always have a next step in Christ. What is your next step? My second point that I want to share with you all this morning is celebrate others taking their next steps. Celebrate others taking their next steps. One of the greatest things we can do as a body of Christ as a body of believers, is to encourage each other. It's to cheer each other on, right? This is it's common, right? We, we understand that, right? Yeah, we understand that. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 tells us, so encourage each other and build each other up, just as you're already doing. 
one thing that I was doing this morning, I love ushers and hostesses. They're the most amazing people ever. And so, every, yeah, give it up for yourselves. And so one thing that they were doing as I was, as I was every time I passed them, they would form a little tunnel. Every time I run through, they'd be like, yeah, go, glory to God, woo, you're awesome. And what they were doing indirectly was they were encouraging me. Because best believe I'm nervous right now. I don't know if y'all can tell or not. I'm sweating a little bit, but, you know, they were encouraging me. So thank you all. And this is what we should be doing as a body of Christ to each other. We should be encouraging each other. Instead of seeing ways in which we can break each other down, wow, do you see her skirt? Oh, who does she think she is? Instead of, see, instead of judging each other, instead of seeing the flaws in other people, we should be encouraging each other, building each other up. Right? There's, there's a couple I absolutely love in this church. It's Courtney and Michelle. This is a, a couple that we've done life with for a number of years now. Um, we actually went to the same premarital class. You know, we, they got married a couple months before we did. And, you know, they have this beautiful baby named Jet. His name is Julian, but we call him Jet, right? <laughs> and this little baby is the most precious thing ever. And I truly believe this is the reason why my wife's pregnant. Because every time we see this little baby on Instagram scrolling, my wife's just like, ooh, look, baby Jet, look, baby Jet. Every time. It never fails. And so one thing that baby Jet just started to do is he just started to take his first steps. And we have a video of that. Precious, right? It's beautiful, right? Here's the thing. So Baby Jet is about 10 months old, right? And so him just taking his first step is a beautiful thing. And I remember we were with Michelle when this first happened, right? And we could see the proud, you know, how proud she was, how, you know, excited she was to see her baby taking her first steps, right? However, this is the response she did not have, right? She didn't say, oh, you walking? Yeah, okay, cool. You see all them toys on the ground? Yeah, pick them up. And all this, all this ah, bah, bah stuff? No, we don't do that. We're takes. We walk in this household. No, she, she didn't do that, right? See, Tate, we have a high expectation for our baby, so we know you got to, come on, we got to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. That's funny, right? Why is it that we do that with new Christians? Security, y'all got me? Where y'all at? Okay, cool. Why do we do that with new Christians? So you could be somebody in the midst of hot girl summer right now. You could come to church right now with a skinny skirt on or I don't know. I don't know what the terms are. Y'all got to help me. A mini skirt. Thanks. Y'all supposed to build each other up. This is my main point. See, y'all not building me up. I'm, I'm done. Y'all supposed to build, build, build me up. Somebody come to church right now wearing a mini skirt. <laughs> and instead of us judging them, we should be loving on them. We should be, those should be the first person they, be, 
first people that we went up to and say, yes, welcome to Faith Experience Church. We're so happy that you're here. Because we don't know people's story. We don't know where they've come from. Right? The fact that they're here in church right now, the fact that they've come is a win. Right? We get that, right? We understand that. This is how we're going to build the body of Christ, guys. I truly believe that. When we accept people with alternative lifestyles. Can, can I go there? Thank you, Quan. When we start accepting people for how they are, then we will see the change that we want to see. Right? So we have this cute little catchphrase here at Faith Experience Church. It's called In Detroit for Detroit, right? It's cute. It's, it's nice. It's very nice. Very cool. And so the thing about being in Detroit for Detroit is that we have all the beautiful things that come along with being in Detroit. You know, the brand new downtown that's just been built and all the great things that are happening down there and a lot of great things, right? We love it. However, there are some negative things about Detroit. Can we agree to that? There are some things that we, we, if we had the opportunity, we would change about Detroit. We get that, right? Well, sometimes those things that we would like to change about Detroit, sometimes those things are going to be in our congregation. Those people who may not look like us, those people who may not smell like us, those people who we would say, oh, get away from me. Those people need Jesus too. Those people need healing too. So, and I'm sure that they understand that, hey, I'm not perfect. I'm, I have issues. We don't need to constantly tell them about the issues. They, they already know. Build each other up. I have 12 minutes, y'all, and I got a lot of points. So let's keep going. Stop comparing, point number three, stop comparing your next step to someone else's. Stop comparing your next step to someone else's. Can I go there, y'all? One thing that we struggle with as a society is that we set these benchmarks of where we should be at a certain age. So at 25, you should be dating somebody, right? That's what they say, right? At 30, you should be married, right? At 32, you should be having kids. At 45, you should be having a high schooler, right? I want to tell you something. I thought I wanted to be married at 18 years old. 18. I can barely take care of myself. I can't even take care of myself now. <laughs> what am I going to do with 18? Nothing. But yet we have these societal benchmarks that, we, that we've set in ourselves, right? This is something I, I personally struggled with a, a long time. So God called me to go to ministry school, right? God called me to be a pastor when I was younger, right? And so, one of the people I look up to, I love, absolutely love Pastor Andre. I look up to this man. I respect, I admire this man. But Pastor, yeah, give us Pastor Andre. But the thing about Pastor Andre was, at 21, he was pastoring a church of 400 people. At 21, I was still lying to girls about my age. I wasn't there yet. Right? At 28, he was on cable TV. Preaching to thousands of hundreds of thousands of people. Man, what am I doing at 28? Right? 
we get to the place where we start comparing ourselves, comparing our lives to other people. And all, the only thing it does is it brings us down. I should be so much farther along than I am right now. What am I doing? And if you allow yourself to get in this little funk, if you allow yourself to beat yourself up, it, eventually it's going to cause you to turn away from God altogether. Can I be real with you all? How many of you all have ever been there before? You saw how great other people were doing, and then it's just like, man, what am I doing? Is this even worth even living this lifestyle? How much farther along would I have been if I was in the world? Can I be real? Stop comparing your next step to someone else's. All the while you're building, you know, yourself up, all the while you're going through this life of Christ, God is still working on your story. So to all my single people, God is still writing your love story. And this is a good story. You're going to like the person. He's a great guy. She's a great girl. Don't get frustrated. I know sometimes life gets hard. You see people around you getting married, all your friends finding love with their lives, and they're all happy, and they're posting pictures on Instagram. Look at me. Look at my new husband. He's great. But all the while you're saying, God, where's mine? Where's my husband? Where's my wife? Stop comparing your next step to someone else's. Galatians 6, 5, and 6. It tells us to pay careful attention to your own work. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you will not need to compare yourself to anyone else. Focus on what you're called to do. Stay in your own lane. Right? I think of it as, let's say, a race, uh, a race car driver. I don't know. Or someone who runs track. If you go in somebody else's lane, you're going to be disqualified. Right? We get that. We get that in, in that kind of sense. But why do we try to do that in life? Right? I can't run in Pastor Andre's lane. I can't do it. I can't run in Gary's lane. Gary's parking right now. Good job, Gary. Yeah, I can't run in your lane. I can't. I can only be me. I can only be me. Stop comparing your next step to someone else's. Right? This is a quote I like, and I'm sure someone else said this, but I'm going to take it as my own. Comparison is the killer of identity. You're too busy comparing yourself to someone else's, but you don't realize all the greatness that's on the inside of you, right? We're too busy looking at seeing how great someone else is, but we don't see how great God made us, right? Stop comparing yourself to someone else. Here's the crazy thing. The person that you're comparing yourself to has flaws, has issues, has things that they want to change about themselves as well. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that person that you admire, the person that you want to be like, the person that you want to be has flaws. They have sin. They still need God's grace. If we look at it that way, 
we have some flaws. We have sins. Might as well one of your own race, right? Romans 14, 12 tells us each of us will give a personal account to God. So when you're standing with God at the end of your life and he asks you what you did with your life, you can't say, well, Pastor Andrew did this. And so, you know, as, you know, as one of his followers, as a member of the congregation, I did what he did because this is my pastor. That's not going to fly. God has a specific design for your life. God wants you to accomplish a specific goal that he wants, that he has designed for you. Stop comparing yourself to someone else. My last point is do not become frustrated with missteps. Don't become frustrated with missteps. Don't become frustrated with missteps. So all along, as you're going through this Christian lifestyle, you know, let's say, for example, can I go here, guys? This may be a little controversial, but I just feel led to say this. So let's say you're a person who smokes a pack of cigarettes a day, and you're determined to quit, right? You're someone who says, I, I got to get away from this. I know this is killing me, so I've decided I'm going to quit. How many of you all know that quitting cold turkey is difficult, right? So how about instead of saying, you know, I, I smoke a pack of cigarettes a day, but I'm going to scale back. Let's say my goal is to smoke a half a pack. And then a couple, a week later, I'm going to smoke less than that. And I'm going to smoke less than that. All the while, all the while you're smoking, you're, you're giving God glory. You're praising him. How many of y'all know you can't praise God and smoke at the same time? Right? It's all about steps. Right? Yes, obviously we want you to stop smoking. Right? We get that. However, everyone has a different journey, guys. Everyone has a different journey. If your journey takes you from smoking a pack of cigarettes a day to not smoking at all, and it takes you six, seven months, the fact of the matter is that you've stopped, right? It's all about next steps. What's your next step? We're not asking you to change your entire life. We're asking you to change one thing about yourself. After you've accomplished that, change the next thing. After that, change the next thing. After that, change the next thing. Change the next. Change the next. And then you'll turn around, six months go by, and you're a whole new person. This lifestyle is all about the next steps. It's all about your next steps. What is your next step in Christ? Is this making sense, everyone? Okay, cool. So let's say, for example, you're a person who decided, I'm not drinking anymore. And all of a sudden, you get to a place where... You had a long day at work, and you decide the only thing that's going to help you calm down is a drink. You're a sinner. No, I'm just kidding. No, the thing is, God knows your heart. God knows your heart. He offers forgiveness. So even though you may feel this guilt, God has forgiven you already. People's opinion don't matter. It's time for you to forgive yourself. Right? Don't become frustrated with missteps. Don't become frustrated with missteps. Don't become frustrated with missteps. 
if you're asking God to increase your love walk, best believe there's going to be someone on the road today who is going to cut you off. Right? Something I'm working on. My wife says I have road rage. I don't have road rage. Best believe there's going to be someone that's going to try to test you. And if you decide you, I don't know, you flip the middle finger. That's, we don't condone that at Faith Experience Church. Let that be known. Let that be known. We don't condone it. However, human nature is a real thing, guys. It took us a while to build up that habit. You know, you didn't just start off smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. All the while, you, you build up the habit. Sometimes the same way we built up that habit is the same way we had to come down, one at a time. And if you're one of the person who, if you're someone who may have slipped up, just get back on track. What is your next step? Right? Romans 12.2 tells us, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The thing about that word renew, it means it's a constant change. It's happening constantly. Right? We have to constantly renew our minds, right? It's not something that just happens once and forever you're changed. You have to constantly renew your mind. So it's something that we have to practice on. It's something that we have to work on. So whatever that thing is that has been holding you hostage, whatever that thing is that's been holding you, if you mess up, if you slip up, first of all, forgive yourself. Keep going. Don't become frustrated with missteps. I don't have any time left, y'all. So I'm not going to keep going. I want to I finish up with this. God has an amazing design and an amazing future for everyone in this building and everyone watching online. God wants to do amazing things through your life. But we have to allow him to do that. As we're going through this Christian lifestyle, I want to encourage you to keep walking the path that God has given you. Stay in your own lane. Give yourself forgiveness. Watch God do amazing things through your life. Jeremiah 10.32 tells us that I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own. And we are not able to plan our own course. God's planned our course way before we, we even existed. God had a plan for us way before we even thought of. And so with all heads bowed and eyes closed. Thank you for tuning in to another Faith Experience podcast. Remember, God has a future for you.